Hey everybody, welcome to the first and only bright sunny skies here in Georgia that we've experienced. We are here without music because, well, our software sucks. The software provider we use are jerks, but oh well. I gotta have, you know, it's, it's between Riverside Software and Don Hanley, I'm not even sure why I'm in the entertainment business sometimes. Wait, I mean, I'm not. Uh-oh. This, I, 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 uh, I dare to call this entertainment anyway. But anyway, welcome to Conversation Romance. This is the afternoon look back edition. We have started a few days ago. Oh, this beautiful little uh, ladybug. Are you, too, are you frozen, ladybug? Yes, you did. It's a carcass at this point. So we are, actually today is our first anniversary of the podcast, Conversation Romance started this year ago. We've had some fun. We've had some laughs. We've had some terrible failures. We made a couple of friends along the way, and we've made a lot of mistakes. And if you hear that in the background, that's Shirley back there tweaking and twerking on the knobs. She's going to be playing some videos from two years ago. But let me tell you who I am. My name is Jeff Gelfman. I think I said that once or twice. Um, I am single. I'm 54 years old. I have been married five times. I am not here to give you marriage advice. I am here to just explain my story. That's it. Dating advice. I have suggestions. I uh, I don't feel I'm qualified to give you marriage advice, but I do feel maybe qualified to give you dating advice. I have uh, dated a lot. You don't you don't get married five times without being a dater. So. Two years ago, we started on this little journey, and it was a, I was a different person. Now we're looking back and catching up. We've talked about worthiness. We've talked about self-value in the last couple of episodes. Black hat, black hat. So nice to have you all here with us, everybody. Yeah. So here we go. Shirley, I have no idea what Shirley's going to play for me today, but... Shirley, let's play. Be prepared to start and stop these videos. Shirley, let's do that, and uh, we'll take them in smaller pieces instead of two-minute chunks. How about that? So make sure you're on your media player, Shirley. When you open that thing, just remember crank that volume up on the media player itself. Let's try to get. Let's try to outlast me. I'm going to mute my phone when you start it. Go for it. My recovery trauma behaviors that I've learned to live, and so it's something I do is probably why I'm doing this now because I don't have anybody else to talk to. Uh, so now that I don't over explain my wife, my soon to be ex wife, she says that since I don't tell her everything that is going on in my therapy, she feels alienated in my therapy. She doesn't feel like she's a part of it, she doesn't feel like we're growing as a couple. <clears throat> so my response is just ask me anything I'll tell you <clears throat> and she doesn't want to do that she says she doesn't know what to ask and she just has an expectation of me just telling her everything that I do in therapy over explaining is something that is very Cut. pause it pause that pause it I can't handle Whoa. Ah. oh dear lord what do you think about that Shirley what do you think about that Amy Denise Amy Denise is in the audience there we, we encourage you to come in Again, this wife, so we live. Please play with us, wife. Encourage you to join the lives with us. But look at—I mean, did you hear what I said? My, she has an expectation. She, she, she refuses to ask me questions. 
So let's let's talk about that. But I mean, Denise, you know what that means? Maybe that, that means that she refuses to give a shit, everybody. And and luckily, I think if we play more of this, I think luckily you're going to find out that I didn't care at this point in time. But here is part of living with a diagnosed is that they don't give a shit. She never cared about me one bit. She cared about how I would make her look and what I could do for her. Socially, physically, sexually, whatever. So, as an over-explainer, as a trauma kid, as a grown-ass man that didn't have any direction or self-esteem or respect, I was expected to come home from every therapy appointment and tell her everything we talked about. That was her expectation. And in the end, when she gave me that final ultimatum, she said, you either see the therapist I want you to see, you do the therapy I want you to do, and you achieve the goals I put forward, or we can't be married anymore. So, okay, we can't be married anymore. All right, let's see what's next. So, so far, I'm expected to tell her without her asking, without any effort on her part, I was supposed to walk in the door and spew everything I, I've just talked about with my therapist. Can't wait to see what's next. I don't, I don't particularly remember this video, but. The sound of my voice, the look on my face. All right, let's hear it. On my, um, I, I can't do it. It, it. It's mentally, physically exhausting to me. But if I want to keep my marriage, I have to do it. I have to, I have to unlearn behaviors. Can't do it. Yes. All right. So, as much as I pity that old, that me, that version of me, and I'm, as much as I hurt to look at it, at least I have, at least sitting there, I said, I can't do it. And, I'm not, and obviously, I didn't do it. I'm not back with her. So, that's, that's, uh, that's over-explaining trauma behavior. I'm sure everybody knows what over-explaining means. Over-explaining means everybody, for most of our lives, we haven't had much of a voice, and we, we try desperately to tell people what we need over and over and over again. They don't care. So we over-explain it. So maybe we can, maybe they'll believe us. Maybe they'll care. The more, we t more information we give them, we hope they're going to care more and more and more and more. So, is that all? And you're right, Amy Denise, in the comments, you're right. That's It's all about control. It's all about making sure that she has the upper hand and the information all the time to her. Is that the only one we got, Shirley, or are there more? Let's go. Hit them up. Yeah, let's keep them going. Let's roll that beautiful bean footage because I got we got, we got tons of these things to go through. We're not going through all of them, by the way. We just want to hit some highlights. Hopefully, Shirley picked some good ones. She didn't. Let's see. Amy Denise, if you have any recommendations on some that you remember from the past, or if you want to go back that far, welcome to chat in. All right, so now we're going from over-explaining trauma behaviors to early parenting, uh, parentification, parenting. 
parentification. Let's hear what we got. Parentification. So when I was parentified at eight years old, I was told, or eight or ten, when I was told that I was a man of the house, quit acting like a kid, quit being stupid. You know, the stepdad had left, so I was parentified there, and that's where I'm stuck. I'm eight. I'm eight to 12 years old. That's how I function. Okay, that's yeah, how let's, I let's hang on there. Hang on, Drew. So, do y'all know exactly what early parentification is? And you can leave that on the screen, sure. It doesn't bother me a bit. Leave it there. The, the, uh, every time, if you were a trauma kid, every time somebody looked at you or looked at your parents and whoever your caretaker was, they said, oh my gosh, you're Jeff or you're whoever, they are so mature for their age. They're so grown up. If you ever heard that as a child, or or at the same time, if you ever have at, at, at any point in time, if you've ever said that to a kid, that's trauma. That is a kid's not having his needs attuned, so they had to grow up and attune themselves. And I, and I think I was more ten years old when this happened because my brother would have been closer to six, which makes sense. It's all right, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Trip, sit down. Seats. Nine. Nickum. Seats. 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 Nine. Nine. River homes. River homes. Okay. So, I, re- I will never forget this day. This is a day that I, so, okay. Let's back it up. The day that I talked about in this video, that's, that is my interception point to this day. And let me explain what that means. Whenever I'm doing my shadow work, whenever I'm doing my reparent, I can't really talk today. Whenever I'm doing my thing, whatever that says on the screen, whenever I'm doing that to myself, I go back and I sit with myself, right? The, the, hey, stop. I go back and I, I, I find my inner child, right? My little Jeff. No pun intended. Don't go there. So when I, when I need to talk to little Jeff, uh, using EDMR therapy at some, you know, a while back, I mapped out my childhood home and my childhood, my, kind of like my GTA, my Grand Theft Auto City. I mapped out my, my game board. And so now when I meditate and I want to go back to reparent myself or work, work through some, or just check on little Jeff every now and then, right? How are we doing? A lot of changes. I've been an adult for a couple of days. How are we doing? Over there, right? When I do that, I walk into the back door of my childhood home on Houston Street, Sanger, Texas. I walk through the back door and there's nobody else in the house but me. I'm alone in there because I was alone a lot in that house at an early, early age. I walk in the playroom, through the kitchen, or through the utility room, into the, the breakfast nook, past the formal dining, into the hallway. The first room on the right was my room. 
And when I go in there to talk to him, he's little Jeff is sitting on the edge of the bed, looking out his window, just like he was the day Sharon walked in after all the yelling and screaming, after all of the hitting and yelling and fighting and leaving, packing up and leaving for the years. She sat down on the bed and said, Jeff, Gary is not coming back. You are the man of the house now. You're responsible for the yard. You're responsible for the swimming pool. Yeah, no, hard life, right? The yard, the swimming pool, oil changes on cars. Grocery shopping. At 10. Two years later, she dropped me off at my aunt and uncle's to work a 40-hour-week job in a grocery store. that was the end of my childhood. I never grew up after that. There might have been a little adjustment between 10 and 12, but the adjustments between 10 and 12 were failures. She hired, she ended up hiring the preacher's son that was five years older than me to mow the yard because I wasn't good enough to do it. Because I could, I, I probably weighed 55 pounds. I was skinny as hell, right? Right, Amy? I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. But that's what this is all about. That is recognizing that I didn't grow up and recognizing that I can't move forward as an adult until I correct some of the mistakes as a child. From 10 to 12, I was shamed for not being a man. I was I was shamed because she had to pay somebody. Instead of paying me to do the yard, that might have incentivized me a little bit better, she paid a friend of mine and belittled me in front of that friend. And I never talked to him again. He, he didn't want to hang out with me. So, yeah, Mark, sorry about that, dude. I had no idea. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why you would want to take the childhood away from a kid. And I, I, I might be guilty of doing that a little bit because I wanted Grace, you know, she's that 14 years old, she couldn't cook. And, I, and sometimes I forget that at 14 years old, you shouldn't have to cook, right? All right, let's play a little bit more there. Sure. My humor has, I'm stuck. So I'm, I'm in the process of building that back and it's not going fast enough and that really sucks. Right. Because what I've done with printification is I've also printified every 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 woman I've ever been in, in a relationship with. I've made her my parent because I don't have one. Right there. Never right there. Met. Hang on. Did you hear what I just said? Did you hear that, sure, Amy? I said I parentified all my partners. No wonder we never had a good sex life, anybody. Come on, I was looking at you as my mom. How sick is that? I mean, I, I don't think literally. I don't, and I didn't, I wasn't literally looking at you like my mother, but I was counting on you to be my mother. So, Leanne, Jennifer, Marilyn, Sophie, Karen, thank you for treating me like shit. If you hadn't treated me like shit, you could have controlled me for the rest of my life. 
I appreciate it. Thank you for treating me like a mother. Now that's said tongue in cheek because I did that to them. They didn't do that to me. But how many men have you heard that can, that that say it's all their wife's fault? I I don't believe that to be true. I think I did the best I could do, and I think they did the best they could do. Or maybe that's not even. Maybe we did the best we wanted to do. How's that sound? Sure, that sound more plausible. We didn't do any more than we wanted to do. And when you think about that, that means I didn't want to treat them any better than I treated them. But why didn't I have to? Because I knew they were going to go. Yeah, self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Everybody has left me, so now I'm going to make sure I treat everybody in a way that which they will have to leave. That makes me the master of my domain, right? In the absolute shittiest, worst, unhealthiest way I could think of making myself a master of my All right, let's hear a little more. As a child, I, I, I looked at my mother as uh, my equal, so it's kind of fucked up, but when I meet somebody, I love bomb them, and then I make them my mother. Deal with that Oedipus, whoever, Freud. No caller. No Freud, whoever. Good luck. All right, so what are we, what's our timing now? We're at 20 minutes. Let me, hang on, can we, let me check this real quick. Hello? Hey, Rebecca. I'm here and I got the part. Thank you, ma'am. We'll see you soon. Bye. 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 So that's that's twenty. That's about seventeen, eighteen minutes. Do we have another one? Let's hear another one. Let's go. What do we got? At least I look a little bit younger in this one. Trauma responses are, are weird. As I'm going, so two years into this recovery thing, man, and this hard spot in my life, with the trauma responses and the recoveries, how I live forever, I can see it. It's like it's like there's two sides of the road. Traumas and recoveries on one side of the road, new healthy behaviors are on the other side of the road, and I can see both equally. And I can see how the trauma behaviors are going the wrong direction. It's crazy. Good luck, everybody. Have a great day. This is my uh, my morning coffee affirmation. Woo-hoo. I don't remember that at all, but I know exactly, but I don't remember that video at all, but I do know exactly what I meant. That was so crazy. I, so this is, so this is when I was talking to my counselor twice a week. This is when I was, uh, I was really hurt when her and I were doing a lot of work and that was an old technique. I wholly forgot about visualize how you would just try to remember the old thought process and place it, overlay it on top of the new one and see where they go different. You know, like when you had, when, I don't know, in school when we had the, that overhead projector thing, they'd put overlay on overlay, remember those, true? That's, that's, that was that extra, I forgot that visualization exercise of pants. I forgot all about that. That's a, huh, maybe we figured out why we're going to do this today because I needed to hear that.
because at the at this point at, at this stage in my life especially right here where i sit i have paths in front of me that are going to take me in different directions so right amy it's weird right so what do we so what do we do with this with these paths well i'm going to do i forgot i'm going to overlay these paths I, I, now that i think about it i kind of done that a little bit i have Since I've been on a few dates with this lady, in the evenings, I sit down after when we're finished for the day. I usually fall asleep in in thought, and I'm trying my very best in this thought to say, "Hey, Am I being healthy in my thought process? Am I being purposeful in my intentions? Am I rushing it? Do am I am I love bombing? Am I trusting? Am I receiving love bombing? Am I all of these things? Because I don't. I want to do things different this time. So I have been comparing what I what I'm currently doing to what I currently used to do on a regular basis. So maybe maybe I need to overlay the trauma responses on top of what I want to happen. See how they line up. Does that make any sense? Surely any sense at all? No. Maybe. Do we have another one, or is that it? All right. Are these are are these all from the same day? Okay. Okay. Let's see what we got. It's my journaling tonight. Revealed something that's, that usually does that I didn't want to aware of. But I, uh, right now, I'm having a problem with long-term focus. You guys probably figured that out, but I just I just was able to put words to it. Long, long-term focus. So what are your tricks? I mean, you got something going on and you got, you don't want to deal with it. You, you, you avoid it for you're doing all those things. You're avoiding it, procrastinating, whatever. What are your tricks to focus? Journaling's kind of flating on me right now. Driving around's not real good for focusing uh, on actually doing the work. So what are your tricks? Let me know. What do you got? This one's easy, right? Everybody knows the answer to this one. You know, Amy, surely knows. Everybody knows the answer to this one. The answer to this one is meditate, right? Uh, obviously, this is way before I started meditating. This is obviously any time before I felt kind of any, anything in the universe, maybe. Exactly, Amy. But... I'm going to get a little more specific because, you know, I think meditation and porn are a lot alike. When you, when you first start meditating, any old meditation will do, right? <laughs> right? Like when you first, when you're, when you're in the seventies and you see your first porno mag, that, that naked boob, that's everything in life. That changes your world. And now, if you go into, if you if somebody says they're going to show you some porn and they show you a Playboy from 1968, you go, what the hell do you want me to do with this? There, where's the midget? 
where's the monkey with the video camera? <laughs> I'm not, that's not happening, right? So meditation. And about a month, let me, I'll forecast a little bit to you. About a month and a half after I filmed this, I took mushrooms for the first time. A micro dose of psychedelic mushrooms for the first time. That changed my life from a meditation standpoint. And then I added a Tibetan medicine woman to my to my uh, accoutrement of caretakers and friends. And she has also expanded my meditation that has and, and now has spread it into many, many of my friends' meditation expanded, which is the flame meditation. I have, So right now, I have no need to go Google searching for any kind of hardcore meditation past the flame meditation. There's something about, I'm a water soul, I'm a water baby, I'm a water head, whatever you want, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. But there's something about the flame, maybe the contrast of the water, the fire and the water. But when I watch it, when I stare into that flame and start meditating, sometimes I get lost for an hour. Sometimes I get lost for whatever, right? So... I think that's enough for us today. Sure, that's problem is now I'm going to think about this crap all day long, right? I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if it's good or bad, but so everybody, this is uh, my name is Jeff Johnson. This is Conversation Romance. We're doing a look back series. We have we played a few videos today. But I, I would love to get a co- the on the. Um, we're trying to we're trying to field a female or a male and female roundtable this weekend, and I would like to play some of these old videos and get your thoughts. See how we do it, right? Because we all go through the same thing, but we all go we all tolerate it in different ways. So, thank you very much for joining us. Like I said, we are we are coming to you from our mobile studio. Charlie in Ringgold, Georgia. We are chasing dreams every day. So, thank you very much, Shirley, for your time on this. Let me spell it. Thank you, Amy, for taking time out of your day to participate in joy. See you tomorrow, everybody. Bye, Shirley.